Well, good morning and welcome again to KLE. This is your podcast with not your usual church message with Stephen Stephen Sean <laughs> on two sides of the nation, uh, bringing coming to you with uh, with uh, insights and just some challenging thoughts to to the normal uh, gist of things because it's about kingdom leadership equipping uh, equipping leaders with a new mindset with a new approach and and nothing is new Steve under the sun good morning to you good morning <laughs> good morning good morning America um, yeah it's um, there's nothing new under the sun is there no, there's not. You know, Connie and I were watching a, a kind of like a, a documentary last night, and and um, there were all of these refugees everywhere. I mean, and they were all uh, getting out of Dodge, and and uh, I just thought, you know, it's amazing to me how how bad it is everywhere, and then everybody wants to get someplace. And then they want to change it into their likeness and image or whatever it is they came from. And it ends up, it'll end up looking exactly the same. And I thought about the same thing in our country is that, you know, all these immigrants and everything else just try to get here and then they try to change it back into whatever they came from. And I thought, this is, this is ridiculous. We, of course, we do the same thing in the church. We, we leave a particular denomination or a particular place or a particular whatever and then we do a home church even, and we set it up exactly like what we came out of. Yeah. And and wonder why it ends up exactly the same. Yeah. And we and, and the leaders still end up burnt out. Right. Overwhelmed right. and yeah. Right. And trying to posture themselves over everybody else. Right. Yeah, and mostly because it's my house at that point. <laughs> yeah, I can do what I like in my house. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, I think it's it's important that we find that that um, that order. You know, that's a scripture. A scripture came to me. This I've just been meditating on this all week, kind of thing. Um, but but uh, in Colossians chapter one, where is my cursor gone? Um, yeah, in Colossians chapter one, he talks about a little further down. Uh, oh man. This morning. So what does it say, Sean? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Uh, <laughs> it says in uh, chapter 1, verse 13, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And uh, is I think the, the, message, the message Bible says, uh, um, he's rescued us from dead-end alleys and dark dungeons, and he set us up in the kingdom of the son he loves so much. The son who got us out of the pit we were in, got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. And just what you're saying is, you know, that we try and we bring our same mentality back into the, into the situation and we try and conform it to what we, what we came out of and yet we're looking for something new. You cannot pour new wine into old wineskins. You just cannot do it. <laughs> right. And there's fun. It's funny because it says he, he hath to hath to of course, past tense, hath delivered us from the power of darkness. There's a power. 
there's a power that that darkness or that past has on us that literally needs to be broken. Yeah. And if we realize that we have been delivered from that, then why continue in the same pattern or the same message or the same whatever yeah. that we that we came out of or were delivered out of or were were uh, yeah delivered out of it? Why why continue in that same thing? Because it's so familiar, and we end up with a familiar spirit then that's running that whole thing that we're doing. That's right. Exactly right. Yeah, and that's that. He's he's not only rescued us from the dominion of darkness. They, they, a lot of people get stuck there. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm rescued. You know, I'm free from the devil, and we're going up to tear the devil down, and and all the rest of it. But he's brought us into the kingdom of the Son. He loves. We've, he's brought us into a new kingdom, and we want to come in. It's and just what you know. I'm I'm an immigrant, so. I've been here, here. I cannot come and bring South Africa into into America and bring my my culture and demand that the people around me conform to my culture. Right. I've I've come into a new a new culture and I have to learn what that culture is. It's not. It's it's a process because you know we we think because we're all Western and you know, that we all think and talk and, and like the same things. It's not true. You've got to find your way into the new culture. You've got to, you know, sometimes my humor just doesn't go down well, too well with, <laughs> with everybody else. You know, South Africans have got to. Well, mine doesn't either here. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, this is like a strange humor you got, you know? And so, um, you know, and you say things and people it's just like get offended at you because, you know, it's like, where do you come? And you haven't meant anything by it, but we've got to learn what is the culture. You can't do the things you used to do. And so you've got to learn. And coming into the kingdom, we've got to learn what that kingdom is about. We, he didn't bring us, he didn't bring us into a religion. We, we think we've come into a religion where, now the, we, we just have to behave in a certain way and, and now we fit, you know, and if we can keep our traditions, then we're okay. But it doesn't right. work like that. It just doesn't Could you work. imagine being in Christ, okay? In other words, I'm dead. I've been resurrected into Christ or into, I'll, I'll use you as an example because you're, you're tangible, you know, you're physical. Yeah. I'm resurrected or I come back inside of you. Now, for me to still try to live my old or my lifestyle, what I think, what I feel, what I believe, what I think is right inside of you, that would be like a war inside of you continually. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I must find out what you believe, what you think, what you feel, uh, what your perspective is, and live by that. Yes. And that's basically what uh, uh, Galatians 2.20 is talking about. I've been crucified with Christ. Uh, nevertheless, I live, but the life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith, and it says of the Son of God. It doesn't say in. It says of, uh, even in the Greek, it says of. So uh, the life that I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of somebody else. So what is it you believe about this Christ? What is it you believe? Well, then that's what I live by. I'm not living by 
my own thoughts or my own ideas or my own opinions anymore. What is it you believe about this situation? What is it you believe about this body? What is it you believe about this um, this group of people that are meeting tonight at my house or wherever? What is it you believe about this? Yeah. What is it you believe about this individual that's sitting in front of me? It doesn't matter what my perspective is. And now I can begin to speak for Christ then as opposed to uh, like you keep talking about, you know, the ambassador. I, I'm not speaking on my own anymore. Christ even said, I've received commandment both what to speak and what to say. Yes. <clears throat> and I thought that was kind of odd that he would use those two words. But the word speak simply means open or to just open the mouth yeah. and to begin to utter. Uh, and the word say is, is basically what to fill it with. So uh, not only have I learned commandments of when to open my mouth and what to utter, but, but what to actually fill it with when I, begin to, when I begin to just utter or begin to say something. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing is we, we, we want to bring something that doesn't work into something that's supposed to work. So we, we're trying to bring in an old system into a new into a new culture and it doesn't, it doesn't work. And we, we're trying to establish, we're trying to establish a religion when Jesus wants us to come into a kingdom. Right. Well, even <clears throat> like the other night we went over to somebody's house and, um, uh, this, this gentleman and I, uh, she had requested some, some help to cast out some demonic activity that she was having. Uh, as soon as she would lay down in bed or whatever, she would get attacked. And um, <clears throat> you can't go in there with a mindset or a formula uh, because demons aren't subject to formulas. <laughs> They're subject to the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus within you. They're subject to the authority that we have in Christ. So, to, to begin to combat that, you have to find out, really have to find to be there to represent Christ. You're representing somebody else. So now, what is it you want, Jesus, in this particular situation? What is it that Christ desires for me to do to set this captive free right now, or to let her know that she is free, and to get rid of this activity in her house? Yeah. And I guess that's um, in, in simplicity, that's just going back to faith toward God rather than faith toward formulas or faith toward principles or faith toward anything else. It's a, it's every moment being led by the Spirit of God, not, not led by a principle, because they who are sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, not, not led by, even though we've got principles, you're led by the spirit of God of which one to apply at that particular at point. At that particular time. That's right. Yeah. So there's laws governing the kingdom of God and we've got to know when to walk in that, when to apply that. It's like, it comes back down to the, the, the pneumatic cost of the spirit. It, you know, it's just when, when does, when does the Holy spirit want to manifest what it's, it's not, and, and we, we come down to, I, you know, I have the gift of, well, um, you know, it's really, you don't own any manifestation. The manifestations are, are there for the common good as he wills. Right. So we flow in, in, in the, in the, um, 
the manifestation of the Spirit as He wills, when He wills, for what He wills to do at that point in time. And that's why Jesus could walk into one place, heal one person, walk out again, not heal everybody. Um, or He could walk into a crowd and heal everybody and, and touch everybody's life and, and leave again. You know, every time you see Jesus, never did anything, um, never did one thing twice. He, right. Every time it was right. something different that he did. So, right. um, yeah, and another scripture, we, we spoke about this uh, this week was, uh, Jesus said, you won't, um, uh, how did it go? Uh, this generation, you know, some in this generation, uh, will see will will not uh, pass away until you see the kingdom of God come with power. Oh yeah, you were talking about that the other day. Yeah, so you know there is there is that place where there's a demonstration because some people feel like you know I see some people quoting and saying, well, um, you know, you talk about the revelation of the kingdom, but you know, where's the demonstration of it? But I think what we, what we, and I think is like what, what I know <laughs> is that um, if we don't, if we don't understand kingdom authority and kingdom, um, and kingdom power, we'll, we'll, we'll never see the true signs and wonders, the true, true demonstration of the kingdom following the, the message that we preach. When, when we really come into that place of understanding, and and we're not doing it for our profit, for our promotion, for our, uh, you know, for, for exalting our name and our ministry and our thing. But when we really come in in kingdom ministry to bring the power of God in, we, we will really see that power manifested. Right. <clears throat> right. The um, There's something else that comes with the Holy Spirit. It says... Um, he will come with the Holy Spirit and power, but it also says when I baptize you, he's the one that's coming to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah. There's something about fire that, <clears throat> that not only, not only empowers, um, that, uh, gives light, uh, gives, gives strength. I mean, there's a certain, there's a certain wildness to uh, fire. There's a certain, awesomeness to fire but there's also a purging a cleansing a um it consumes anything that's not necessary yeah and um uh that's the thing i begin to i actually began praying that here uh, a while back i said father i i need once again that fire um and it says the winnowing fork is in his hand it's interesting that on a threshing floor they would throw the throw the grain up in the air and it would come down and the chaff would and the dust and stuff like that would whirl around and the wind would take it away but sometimes there would be a thing called spontaneous combustion and because there was so much of that dust in the air it would uh it's very it's very flammable and certain things would happen and just a spark would ignite that and it would consume everything i mean the chaff the only thing that would be left would be the grain on the ground. Hmm. And, uh, of course, you had to get out of the way pretty quick or else your, your own eyelashes and stuff would be burnt clear off. But, uh, I mean, in that type of a situation, you think about everything 
everything is in the blink of an eye. And it's not something that's a process. He just takes it out of the way. He burns it up. It's all something that's consumed in your life. And I said, Father, I, I, I re really desire that fire once again, that everything that's superfluous in my life, everything that's not necessary to bring forth your life and your purpose and your strength and your glory, uh, everything that's not... Um, that's not right now giving life to other people. I just, I guess I just want that all burn up so that, so that when they taste, they taste whenever I'm around, they taste and see that the Lord is good. Does that make sense? You know, they, they, it's like, a, it's like preserves. You know, it says we're preserved blameless. It's like a preserve that, that once the heat is applied, you know, that, that all the impurities come out of that jar of, of mixture, whatever it is, fruit or whatever it is we're trying to preserve, and you put the lid on that thing, and it, and it just goes, and then it's sealed, all that, all that purity, uh, all the essence of whatever that fruit was is preserved. And once you pop that top, you smell like I, I'm thinking of peaches right now. In fact, I can even smell them <laughs> when you pop the top. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I guess I'm hungry. I didn't have breakfast yet, but you pop that. You pop the top of those peaches off, and you can smell the peaches. You can smell uh, not only the aroma of it, but you can smell the very essence of a peach. Uh, and it's not just the. You can all of a sudden it, it makes your mind think of all the juices, all of the. Uh, you can literally taste the peach at that point, just yeah. popping the top of that thing. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if we're preserved blameless, every time somebody gets around us and pops that top, they should taste the essence of the living God uh, and his spirit of life within us every time they pop that top, whenever they come around us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, I guess that's the thing that I just want everything else burn up. I, I, I just desire that that in my life once again and that's and he said that uh this is something that's so funny because he he speaks to me in kind of a simple way a lot of times i guess because i'm simple but he just says don't you believe that i've already done that and he took me over to he took me over to uh, zechariah 3 and he says what do you see here and I began to read it, and he says, uh, it's talking about the priest uh, of God that's standing there, um, and then Satan standing at his, at his right hand to accuse him. And he says, what I've done is I have recused, recused Satan, which means I've stripped him of the ability to be able to even judge you at this point. Yeah. And he turns to Satan, and he says, now what I want you to do is I want you to put back on this man the robes, the clean robes of righteousness. In fact, take off him the, all those dirty things that you've accused him of. Now put these clean robes back on him. Mm. Now you put a fair miter back on his head. And it's interesting that the priest back in the day had a, had a hat on that said, holy unto the Lord. So you put that fair miter back on his head. And then it says, now I will give you places to walk amongst those who stand by. And Satan had to stand by then and watch him walk. And then the then uh, chapter four, uh, he just said, "What do you see here?" I said, "Man, I don't know. I, I'm so confused because the first one, you know, had me had me confused to begin with." And he says, "I what you see here is you see 
uh, two sons of oil standing on either side of a golden lampstand. And he says, what, you, what I'm showing you here is a picture of you and your life. You've got this golden lampstand because the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord that shines on the, all the inward parts of his belly. And I've lit this candle. I've lit this fire in the temple of the living God. And I've put two sons of oil, one on either side of it. And these two sons of oil, it says they are trees, olive trees. I've, I've put two olive trees there. And then he asked, the, he asked Zechariah, what does it mean? And at that point, Zechariah says, I have no clue. So anyway, <clears throat> he, he puts these two olive trees, and he says, these are none, none other than two sons of oil. And I thought about the two sons of oil. He says, these are olive trees. These guys produce the olives that produce the oil that pour oil into that candlestick day and night so that that light never goes out in your temple again. He said, that's what I've done in your life, and I will never allow that light to go out in your temple again because of these two sons of oil that I've placed on either side of you. And he says, now can you just believe what I believe about you, son? I've placed these things on either side of you so that your light, your fire, will never go out again. I will continually consume all those things that do not belong. I will continually give you fire to walk by day and by night. And I will no, you will no longer feel without power, without might, or without strength, because I am the one who have placed these two guys beside you to walk with you the rest of your life. Wow. I thought, oh, my land, Lord, this is, and this is what's for every one of us out there right now. He's, says, this is what I've done for you too. I've told Satan right now that, that you have no ability anymore to accuse. Hmm. You have no, I've he's been recused, which literally means he has to excuse himself from the ability to even be able to accuse you of anything as a lawyer. He can't even do his job anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and then he is put on either side of you now, trees of righteousness trees trees of this of oil trees of of olives that produce the oil that pour oil into your spirit man day and night so that your fire will never go out again and if you've ever felt like your fire has gone out this is a promise to you right now that he has placed these two sons of oil on either side of you so that your fire will never go out again. And Satan has come and tried to take this from you and tried to say, look, you don't even have fire anymore. Look, you don't, you don't even have worth in your life anymore. Look, there's nothing that you can do anymore. No, God has placed that fire within you, and he now puts these two sons of oil on either side of you to pour oil into your life, into your candle, into your fire day and night so that that fire never goes out again. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man, I receive then. I receive then. <clears throat> wow. Wow. You know, and we sit there and we try to figure out how to get the fire back or how to do this or how to do that. And it says, stir up the flame of God, which is within you. Yeah. Stir up the gift of God. Stir up the flame of God. Stir it up because the embers are there. The coals are there. It's just we've somehow 
somebody has come in and told us that it's not. Yeah. And it's a lie. Sometimes just the circumstances of life just beat you up and you, yeah. you know, I was, you know, it's interesting cause it says, uh, and Satan was his right at his right hand to accuse him. You know, the Hebrew word for accuse S A T A N. Oh no. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he can't do anything different than his name. That's he's hit. That's his name is accuser. Isn't that interesting? Sure. That's his full identity of who he is. Yes. Character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Satan. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I spoke, um, somebody messaged me the other day and, and uh, good guy, man, just a good, good guy, him and his wife, beautiful couple. And uh, in ministry for many years, devoted themselves to ministry for many, many years. And they, and they worked within a denomination and they got so beaten up, so beaten up and not once, you know, just, and that is at a point now is just like, says, Sean, I'm depressed. I'm just struggling, you know, and, uh, and boy, you know, I felt so much for him because I know there's so many people like that. Just, I mean, in those, I think it was in those um, statistics, it said 40% of pastors today struggle with depression, have or at one time have struggled with depression. Right. And, and you know, that accusation comes that you're not good enough, that you're not able, you have conflict, you have confrontation, you burning out. Yesterday I spoke on the podcast, the leadership boost about, um, you know, the implosion that you experience. And, and, uh, and that's when, you know, that's when I, I know what happens is, you know, I've been there where you start unraveling on the inside and you think, you know, I'm just not good enough. Uh, you know, I've, I've just been put down, put down all the time, you know, right. it's, a, it's been a struggle. Do, am I even, Am I even called? Am I even worthy of doing anything? You know, maybe, maybe I just am not worthy. But you know, just what you you sharing this morning is so it's so enlightening and so um, inspiring because we need to understand is that that God does um, love us. He is for us. He is our Father. We need to get connected with our Father again and just rely on him to fill us with the spirit. It, one of the qualifications right. of, yeah. of, of leadership in, in the book of Acts was they were filled. filled with the spirit. Yes. Filled with the spirit, you know, but we, we need to understand we have the anointing within us, teaching us. We have the power. We're not trying to find it. It's, it is within us. We just got to release that right. <clears throat> of the spirit into our lives again and begin to walk in that, you know, is not trying to find it out there, find our place, find our identity. We have it right. with us, you know. We are sons of the king and, and citizens of the kingdom of God. We we have the right and the privilege. We are aligned. We we have righteousness. The righteousness means we are positioned rightly before God in Christ. And so, because of what Jesus has done, we are positioned right. We we right. we. we uh, <clears throat> We are, you know, that's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. 
is that first, you know, we need to understand our, our positioning. We need to understand that we have those rights. We have that privilege. We have that heritage. We have, um, you know, that the king is on our side, but we're not trying to usurp the king. He's on, but we position right before the king. We have everything that we need, and the spirit of God flows within us, you know. The and, tough part about that is we can know that, and we can know every scripture that belongs to that. Yeah. But getting it, getting that application down in our heart, just like he said, um, you know, I want you to eat the roll. Yes. Now, now, really eat it. In other words, swallow it. Yeah. So it becomes so much a part of you that that you have to live by it now. And the tough part is is having that worked out in us. And it reminds me a lot of Lazarus. Um, cause a lot of times, um, you know, we just, we're in a place, we've been so far gone that we just still feel dead. Yeah. And I know, I know you've been there. I've been there, uh, uh more than once, <laughs> you know, and, uh, it's, it's funny to me that, that Jesus wasn't necessarily in a hurry to get there. And when he got there, he had, there was a crowd around him, around Christ. Yeah. And what he did was, was he stood before, he stood before the gravestone or the grave and there was a big stone in front of it. And he said with a loud voice, first of all, he talked to his father, uh, so that he could be Lord be glorified or his father be glorified. And then he said, Lazarus come forth. Now, when he said, Lazarus, come forth, nobody else rolled away the stone. Nobody, nobody went in and helped Lazarus out. Lazarus was still wrapped up in all of his grave clothes and all of the swaddling, all of the wrapping that they always used to do. Uh, huh? They were tightly bound up. Oh, yeah, yeah, bound up. Yeah. So let me ask you this. How do you suppose Lazarus got out of there? <laughs> did he hop? You know, did he, you know, did he crawl? No, he couldn't crawl because he was so bound. Did he do the worm? You know, how did he get out of there? However he did, he was standing outside of that. Yeah. And... Christ said something that was so significant to me that it changed my life at that point because it, I realized what my purpose then was. He turned to the people beside him and he says, now you loose him and let him go. You loose him. Yeah. So right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Sean and I loose you and we let you go. You no longer smell like the grave. You no longer smell like death. You no longer smell like that past or the failures or anything else. Jesus Christ has called you forth and said, Son of God, come forth. And now Sean and I, right now in the name of Jesus Christ, we loose you and we let you go. Amen. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're free from, you're free from those grave clothes, man. You're free from the dominion of darkness. We declare it. I mean, That's you right. are, but we just declare it over you. 
That's right. For, for your, just that you can grasp the fact that you are not under the dominion of Satan's kingdom any longer. You're not right. under the dominion and the law uh, and, the, and the control and the turmoil and the torment of darkness any longer. You are free to be the son of God that you That's are called right. to be. You That's are right. free to be that. You are free to think like that, to speak like that, to believe that, to walk in that, that you are free to be the son of God that you are. That's right. Free, free in Jesus' name. We agree on that in Jesus' name. That's right. Amen. Wow. Well, today is a little bit different here, Steve. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, it says, you know, it's funny because it says I, I, I work with confirming the word with signs following. We've been, we've been talking this stuff for months, months. Yeah. And it's like, it's like a demonstration at this point of now it's this, I'm going to show you the spirit of God is just wanting to, to demonstrate himself. He's wanting to shine light on a particular thing. Right. Say okay now, now this is really who you are, this is who you are. and I'm loosing you and letting you go, and it's time. And uh, I'm not loosing you and letting you go to the past things that you did. You're resurrected for crying out loud. You're a new creature. Well, that's it. So, so now you now you follow the life which is in Christ Jesus. Now you follow that spirit of life. Now you follow. Remembering not the former things, nor even considering the things of old. Behold, I knew a new thing. You know, we're, we're looking forward. Um, Paul said this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. It didn't say just forgetting the bad things. Yep. Forgetting those things which are behind. Well, everything's behind you. So I press forward now to the prize, the mark, the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. I'm going to find out what it is you want to do right now, spirit of life. I want you. I want to find out what you're doing right now, Holy Spirit, and follow every single thing that you just whisper in my ear. To be so lightly tuned, or to be so finely tuned to what you're saying, that I could feel just the lightness of the breath of your breath on the back of my neck in turn. Yeah. And that's what He desires. I mean, that's and the fire burns so intensely in us because we have these sons of oil planted on either side of us that pour oil fire continually that burning up the old and continually giving us that strength and that power and that might and that fire to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I just feel right now as well is that, you know, religion makes us work. Religion demands, uh, you know, a, a obligation and it wears you out. Jesus said, Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The, the Message Bible says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that. 
the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. And I, right now, I, you know, the, the, the grave clothes of religion, I set you free from the grave clothes of religion. Many people listening to our podcast have come out of, you know, they, they've been walking, Steve, with Christ for many years. You know, they've been followers of Jesus and, and walking in, 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 you know, things of, of, the, of the kingdom of God. And yet they've been worn out, tired, burnt out on religious acts, on religious ways, on, on religion. And, you know, it's time to be set free from those grave clothes that have worn you out and now discover Christ the King in your life. Discover Christ the Anointed One, the real Anointed One that sets you free from those things. And for, for those that are suffering from depression, from heaviness, from, from that feeling of unworthiness, I break the power of that darkness over you in the name of Jesus. That's right. Father Steve and I agree for their total liberty. We speak healing. We speak life. We speak, we speak restoration of life. We speak recovery to you. We speak rest to your soul. That's right. We speak right now that, that un, those unforced rhythms of grace to your life, that the, the heavy, ill-fitting yokes that have bound you and kept you down and kept you in bondage and kept you uh, depressed and, and in darkness and, and disillusioned and disappointed, we, we lift them off you now. That's right. Because you are going to begin to walk with Jesus, with Christ Jesus, in, in the kingdom of God with power, with power now. And the accuser must stand by and just watch you walk from now on. From now on. That's it. That's it. The manifestation of who you are is not going to come through works. It's not going to come through religious acts. Jesus didn't come to establish a religion, didn't come to set up a religion, didn't come to build a religion. He came to build you, the church. <laughs> he, right. came to, he came to set you free for you to manifest the kingdom of God wherever you go and whatever you do. You know, it's, it, I was talking about the, this week, Steve, is that, is that um, it's actually, a, Stephen Covey said this. He said, the, eloqu the, the, um, the eloquence of who you are speaks far louder than anything you can say or what you can do. Right. And, and, you know, that's the influence. We've got to bring the influence of the kingdom by the power of the Spirit of God. That's right. what we've got to do. Um, in fact, I posted yesterday on the Facebook group is that the kingdom of heaven is a place. That's where our headquarters is. That's where, where the government of, of, of God sits is in, in the kingdom of heaven. But the kingdom of God is the influence of the kingdom of heaven. And we've got the kingdom of God living in us because we've got the king living in us represented by the governor of the kingdom, which is the Holy Spirit. And he is the comforter of God that helps us bring the influence of the kingdom of God into everything that we do. But sometimes we're so depressed and so heavy and so uh, burdened down, weary and burdened, worn out, burnt out, that we have, we have no uh, um, energy, if you may, or we, we cannot release that, that, that power that we have 
that you're talking about. We, we, th that's been poured out into us. We, we haven't been able to release that, but we've got to throw off those grave clothes and come to each other and start setting each other free from these things right. and begin to release the influence of the kingdom of God. Jesus said, if I cast out demons, then the, then the spirit of God has come to you. You know, If I do it by the finger of God, then, then I'm doing it by right. the authority. Of and a person cannot get rid of their own grave clothes. No. Well, that's the, person, the person next to you, or that's why he turned to those people next to him and said, you loose him and let him go. Yes. Because many times, and that's what in John he says, that you, you are blind. When, but when you say you can see, that's when you're actually most deceived. Right. You know, so he said to the religious leaders, he said, you're saying you can see, therefore that your sin remains. Right. But, but for those that cannot see and want to see, we, we help them see. And that's what he did. He, he put mud on the guy's eyes so that he could see. And, and the religion will blind you from being able to see the truth of who you are, really, and release you into the liberty that you have. But right. when, 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 you know, when we come along, that's the, that's the mud, and we help people to get free again, to breathe again, to, to experience Christ's yoke and learn from him. You find rest for your soul. You it's interesting in, in Zechariah 4 there, uh, once again, right after he says to Zechariah, what do you see? He says, I see two olive trees uh, standing on either side of this golden lampstand. Uh, and he says, what, are you, what is this? And, and he said, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel saying, now this is the next step then after he says, I put these two guys on either side of your, on either side of your candle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, anymore now that these two guys are there it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit saith the lord of hosts yes glory to god and then he says who art thou great mountain before zerubbabel thou hast become but a plain all these mountains that you've seen before are just a plain and he says and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings of grace, grace unto it. Moreover, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands shall complete it. There's something else, too, that Jesus Christ began the good work in you. He will also complete it. You don't have to. Yeah. That's, that's the good news. Right. He's at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's not you at work in you. The, the, the pot cannot work on itself. The, the potter doesn't work on the clay and then say, okay, pot, finish yourself and then throw yourself in the fire when you're done. He works on you. He's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the author of your faith, faith and the finisher of it. He's going to make sure you've been predestinated to be conformed into his likeness and image. He believes already the end from your beginning. He's going to make sure that you come into his likeness and image. That is his purpose. That's what he believes. That's what he sees. That's what he already knows. That's the glory that he already believes is there. When you look in the mirror and see all your faults and stuff, as it says in 1 Corinthians, and, and you don't see anything, it says, believe what you see. I mean, in other words, he says, what do you see in this mirror? 
you see glory. And if you behold that glory, you're changed into that same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. He sees that glory already. He sees that likeness and image. He already believes who you are. He believes you're a son of the living God that shows forth his light and his might and his power and his dominion and can represent him. And he's sending you to the far reaches of his kingdom, saying, Thus saith the Lord, and this is who my king and my father and my master is. And that's what we're sent as. We're sent to represent a kingdom that is not of this world, that has nothing attached to it, but, but is far beyond anything, any of the rules and laws that apply to this world. We, we, we are in it, but not of it. We're sent back into it to represent because we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. And we forget that, and we, we, we believe somehow that we're affected by everything else that's around us, and we're not. We're sons of the living God. And that's, I guess that's the thing that's been getting me so much is that I, I've, I've realized, began to realize once again that this fire that's within me cannot be put out. He began this work in me. He is going to complete it. I don't have to sit here and work on myself day by day till I get better and try to perform something that he sent me about to perform. It's not a performance issue. It's not about performance. It's about the spirit of the Lord has done this and it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit now. So find out what it is he's saying. Find out what his very breath is doing at this point and move them by the spirit of the living God. Amen. Yeah, and that's the thing is it's it's about being it's not about what you say and what you do it starts off with just who you are and right. the problem is is that we what we've tried to do is we try to identify ourselves in to be who we are through what we say and do but it's right. the other way around we say and do because of who we are and right. that, that was you know jesus was declared god the father declared jesus to be the son in whom he loves before right. he had even done anything. Right. That's true. Yeah. Before, when he went to be baptized by John, he said, this is my son, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Before Jesus had done one single act, he, he was already declared and affirmed and approved by the father. And, and we need to understand is that God is declaring over us today, over you today, is that you are a son of the kingdom of God. You're not a member of a church, you, uh, you know, of, a, of an organization, of a religion. You are a son of God. There's an identity in that. I'm just looking at a scripture now that just really came to me was in 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26. And it says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us uh, wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Not in it, and it goes on to say not to boast in man. But that, you know, is that it, regardless of where you were, regardless of what you were, 
is you've been taken out of the dominion of darkness, right. translated, put into, moved into, established in, working with the kingdom of the son of his love. <laughs> Glory to right. God. You are sons in his kingdom today. And, that, you know, I, I don't know, Steve. It's just to me is like I'm still, I'm still really working through that to, to establish that in my mindset is that this is an incredible thing that I have. Oh, yeah. Privilege that I have is, you know, yes, I was foolish. Yes, I was, you know, weak. Yes, I was not very influential and not, it didn't have noble birth, but here I am now royalty, a king and a priest, a son in his kingdom. You know, that it, I mean, goodness me. Right. Revelation, uh, when John talks in the revelation of Jesus Christ there in, in chapter three, it's talking about, and we always see it as talking to the churches, you know, under the church of Philadelphia, under the church of whatever, right? Right after that, he said, after this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard was as it were a trumpet talking with me, yeah. which said, come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. In other words, I'm going to show you what must happen from now on. All right? Here, here we've got a process now going. From now on, this is what, what must be. And it says, immediately I was in the Spirit. Yeah. So what must be from now on? First and foremost, immediately, I'm in the spirit. First and foremost. Absolutely. So that's, that's the first thing that what must be hereafter. And then it says, and I saw a throne. <laughs> I beheld a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. There is somebody that sits on a throne. And, and it says in the year the King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. In the, the word Uzziah means the strength of Yah or the strength of God. In the year that I saw everything that I thought was the strength of God die, I finally see the Lord. And he's not only, it says, and he was seated upon a throne and high and lifted up. He was seated upon a throne once again in my heart, not only in this temple, but he's seated upon a throne that cannot be shaken. He doesn't get nervous whenever something happens in my life and say, Holy Spirit, did you see that? Oh, what are we going to do? Mm. He's seated upon a throne high and lifted up. And it says, immediately when I saw that, when I saw that, in the year that I thought everything else I thought was the strength of God die, immediately I saw him seated upon a throne and high and lifted up. And it says that train, the glory once again filled this temple. It's filling your temple right now. The glory of the Lord. You see, immediately you're in the spirit and you see a throne and you see him seated upon it high and lifted up and immediately your temple once again will be filled with the glory, the train of the Lord. Amen. Powerful. Powerful. Glory to God. Yeah, man. Well, there's something definitely that God's been speaking to us today. And uh, I just know that we, we need to go and listen to this message again a few times. And uh, 
just begin to embrace what, what the Spirit of God is saying to us, what, what, what the King is declaring over your life. Because this is what it's about. This is what it's about, is to be filled with His glory, filled with His Spirit, filled with the power of God, with the fire of God at this point in time. We, we're, not, we're not in lack. We're not in weakness anymore. That's we, right. We're not in bondage anymore. We need to come out of that stuff and allow the fire of God to burn all this stuff out of our, out of our thinking, out of our, out of our life, you know, and, and get fired up and inspired with, with the spirit of God again, filled with the spirit of God again. And your heavenly father told us this morning to loose you and let you go, to let, to, to take off all your grave clothes. He told us that. So that's not something we just thought up this morning. You've been set free by your father because we were told to take off your grave clothes. Yeah, absolutely. So walk, walk in faith in that right now. You know, declare it over your life that I'm free. I am free from this stuff in Jesus' name. I'm free from this. Free from this oppression, the depression. <laughs> free, 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 free from those grave, grave clothes. Free from the, from the bondage in Jesus' name. You're a, a new being, <laughs> glory to God, full with the Spirit of God. That you know, I, Steve, that just that pouring man. I, I just, I, I just sense there's something really on that, and uh, man, I received that for my life as well. Just, just today. I mean, this morning I was walking and praying, and I said, God, you know, and it was like the Spirit of God spoke to my heart and said, Sean, you, you've, you've missed. You've missed the point. You, you're, you've come into the country, and uh, the the apostolic work doesn't stop. <laughs> it just you've come into a country, and you you thought everything is just going to be, you know, hunky dory. But you've gone to to war with inclinations of men, you know. And uh, and, and and I was reminded again: take take right. up take up the 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 your your position and your place. Right. You've take, gone through the hunky now for the dory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now it's time to to make your stand again. You've you've allowed yourself to 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 be influenced instead of being the influencer, and right. uh, you know it's time it's time to gird up yourself again and say, you know, this this in 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 who I am and what God's called me in the mandate, you know, and, and I. Um, I just, I, re I really just, I walked back and I thought, oh my word, I, I don't, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. So the message was, is good for me, you know, to today is just like, yeah, that, that's been a real blessing to, to, I received that word for me as well that we've shared today. Um, well, I know part of that was taking off because of the smell. We've even thought we still smelled like the old way and the old thing and the old whatever it is that we were still in the grave. And I knew part of that was you this morning is just taking off those grave clothes because, Sean, you're not even that anymore. Yeah. You don't even smell like the grave. There's not even any part of that death that remains on you. Oh, praise God. And um, now you can walk in that spirit of life. Now you can walk and give life because this last Adam is a life-giving spirit, and that's what you've been sent to be yeah. and to do is a, is a life-giving spirit wherever you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, I receive it. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but that, that's not the point. The point is to be, uh, and, and uh, right. I, I receive that word. I receive that word. I actually... It was it was really great. Um, uh, some some people from England that listen to our podcast uh, every week, 
a shout out to uh, Philip and Fiona, friends of mine in, in the United Kingdom. And uh, they were just saying how much the, these, these, um, these podcasts have inspired them and uh, the keys that they've just been able to get out of it themselves and find uh, encouragement because sometimes they said, you know, they feel like they're the only ones in the world that, that are thinking like this. And Right, Elijah sitting underneath his juniper tree. Yeah. And to hear us talking these things have just been an encouragement to them. So, hey, Philip and Fiona, thanks for the call. They jumped on a call with me this week and just said, we just want to just tell you, you know, we're really enjoying uh, hearing the, 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 the podcast every week. So, Praise God. We, we're glad to be able to serve you, uh, serve you the message. And as you can hear, <laughs> it's a, this is the thing is Steve and I have been doing this, as I've said before, you know, for many, many moons and um, talking and conversing and ministering to one another like this. And we still do. And uh, we, we're just glad that you can be part of that conversation right now, part of that ministry uh, to and so whatever whatever God's ministering to to us, uh, we pray that you you would receive as well and walk in these things. We we're in a growing process, you know. I, for me, is I definitely um, I am I'm, I'm not uh, everything that I want to be. I'm still seeking God and still walking it out, walking out my growth. And I, I thank God for these conversations that I have that um, that you know, that I can be accountable and um, to be responsible to as well. So, Steve, um, thank you again for, for great ministry this morning. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Uh, it was really a blessing. So, um, yeah, to all our listeners, thank you for being with us again today. And, hey, um, don't forget, we are on a number of platforms. You can get us on Anchor. You can get us on Google, Spotify. And I think seven or eight other platforms. You just have to Google us KLE and we are there. So um, we are here every week. I also do on the KLE, I do a mentoring Monday where I do something a bit more practical as far as talking about the kingdom and kingdom leadership is concerned. And uh, But we're really glad to have you with us. Please share. If you go to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Puts us ahead um, so that uh, more people find the message, um, not the usual church message. That's what we have on uh, the building the church, building his church um, episodes every Friday. So thank you for being with us. Have a super, super weekend. God bless you tremendously. You are blessed. You are anointed. You are full of life and full of the spirit of God. And we know that today is just like, Something is ignited, man. Something has been ignited, and um, I need I need it this morning. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> if I was the only one that came, it was worth it, man. <laughs> I got it. I got it. The glory to God. I uh, appreciate it so much, man. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, yes. team. Thank you for everything, and uh, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Until next Friday. Have a be a powerful, powerful kingdom leader and, and bring the influence of the kingdom to every dimension of your life and your world in Jesus' name. Amen.